0: Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Well, good morning. Welcome to Vessels of Honor this morning. I'm glad you guys could make it, and thanks for anybody that's joining us online as well. Um, We will be going into part two today of this dish called moi, no, me. You know what I mean? This dish called me. And, and last week, so in a quick review, I'll look at it. We looked at the, that we had a triple or threefold curse that it came upon mankind. And we saw that we were cursed because of trespasses and sins. We were cursed because we were in Satan's kingdom. He's the Lord of this world. Um, we were cursed because of our unrenewed mind and the nature of the flesh. And so we had three curses, all of which are broken, The Lord has taken care of that. Glory to God. But these are not the intentional design of our creator. And our primary text is Ephesians 2.10. And that says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we would walk in them. Glory to God. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. And so let's begin with prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, that we can come again and we can look into your scriptures and that your Holy Spirit is here giving us understanding, showing us, Lord God, revelation and light to walk into. We thank you, Lord, that you are building us up. We take this seed into the soil of our hearts and, Lord, we will hold it there. And we will allow it to be nurtured and grown by you, Lord God. For the life is in the seed, and we'll hold on to this seed until we see the fruit of it. We thank you, Father, for this day. We thank you for ears to hear, hearts to understand. And Lord God, we look unto you as our teacher. In Jesus' name, amen. And so, whether we are intrinsically ornate, see, I got it this time, um, Um, Or or as common as earthen pottery, the vessel is not as important as its contents. So whether it's a gem-encrusted amulet of water or a plastic Tupperware cup full of diamonds, it's the, the contents that gives its value. And so from living water, which is what we looked at last week, to the fruit drink of the highest possible quality, the fruit of the Spirit, which we'll look at today, our value has been determined by the one taking residence in this temple of flesh. Let's take our eyes off the outside and look inward at the precious cargo we carry. So, i I, I got to get through some uh, a little bit more here in our uh, review, and then we'll start into this. So, we have to remember that a cup has no resistance, right? Have you ever walked up to a cup to pour something into it, and somehow it just magically doesn't go into the cup no it always if it does, well, see it's not so magical that that you know something that would be a blockage that would be what the enemy does with you when he throws a distraction in between you and God right I mean I walk through the valley of the shadow of death and so the interesting part about that is shadows have to be caused or cast by something in between that and the light so when you're walking through that valley, that means something has come between you and the light of revelation that you have. You need to remove the obstacle if we're going to go with the lid. I mean, you started this herb. We'll just keep going. I mean, you <laughs> don't mess with an anointing. I mean, it'll go anywhere. Um, but you you cannot have anything in between you. And the the purpose that's coming to you. God is a creator. He he designed you as a vessel. And he wants to pour into you. And so a cup has no restraining feature on the top of it. And when it's tipped out by its master. No resistance on flow out either. And so we have an unrestricted. Receiving and dispensing. Dispensing when we're looking into the hands of the master, when we sit in the hand of the master. And so, uh, we looked at living water last week, and which we received when we believed. These waters were of salvation. They bring healing wherever they flow. And by engaging in this abundant flow, we contain the answer for every human condition. Remember, when we, 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 I say that and my mind gets stuck a little bit because people are coming they come to you with their problem right and and we say sometimes it's like well I didn't have, I didn't answer their problem no their their real problem is they need Jesus Christ that's an eternal answer. The moment of a flat tire is an opportunity to speak Jesus. The moment of them being hungry is an opportunity for you to speak Jesus. The moment of family pressures or financial pressures is just an opportunity to speak Jesus into their life. Living water needs to flow. They need more than that moment meant. They met. They need their entire life changed. They need the course direction of where they're heading to be diverted so that they can have life. And so, yes, living water is the answer every single time, no matter what has walked up to you. Do not get stuck in the moment of their, uh, of their little situation. You know what that is? Temporary. Temporary. And tomorrow they'll have another temporary problem, and we need to deal with an eternal answer. So do not get stuck on that problem that came. It's only an opportunity in disguise for you to release Christ. And so, living water was last week. This week we're going to look at a second content, or what you could call like an infilling, of uh, this dish called me. And we're going to look at Galatians 5:22 through23. And it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, or kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such there is no law. So, number two, this is my second infilling or content for us as a cup, as a dish, is the fruit of the Spirit, which is one. With many parts yet not separate. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. An egg is a yolk. I mean, it's a white. It's a shell, right? I mean, we we can handle one, right? Can we do this? We we can do this. A mountain has how many different sides? Everybody starts to talk about it. It's one, but has multiple facets, like a diamond. Okay. So, this is is the fruit of the Spirit. This is your explicit character code. This is how God designed you. We can say it's not the Holy Ghost, but it's a perfect representation of the Holy Ghost. On the inside of you, this is your new created Spirit. See, this is the description of the Spirit of a new believer. The fruit of the Spirit. This is your actions. That's all it is. When they describe you, they're like, man, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control is that person. Woo! I mean, just get around them. Be annoying as all get out, and watch what comes out. See? Do you see where I get some of the- Anyway, um, you'll figure out what I do. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I like to rub people because I just want to know if they got fruit in them. Um. People think you're picking on them. Why are you always picking on me? Anyway, uh, (laughs) glory to God. We'll keep going. Um, I got to get back to the reading part here. (coughs) Okay. So, uh, this is the the God of love exhibiting faith on your behalf. See, you got to understand love always hopes, always endures, it's always faithful, right? Is this what love, this is a characteristic of love. So love, does it it look at you, when God looks at you right now, does he see you how you see you or how he sees Jesus? So his eyes of faith look at you and put you where? In your future, right? So he's looking at you and when he looks at you, he sees the character code of Jesus Christ. He sees an expression of himself in the earth. This is what he sees when he looks at you. He's not human. He's God. He designed you with a purpose, and he only sees you fulfilling your purpose. Okay. Keep going here. Keep going, keep going, keep going. I wish this thing would quit sliding up when I did this. I turn it, and it goes all over the place. Okay. Or I could just quit dancing around like I drank a bunch of caffeine or something. Anyway. Um, he sees you as his son, Jesus. He knows the character code that is in his children. That's what it is. Every one of them is born with the char- every one of us is born with a character code from heaven. Not to remove your personality, but to amplify it as an expression of God. He's not removing your personality. He is giving you a way of expression of the characteristics of God through your personality. Okay. This is not the infilling with the evidence of tongues or the special gifts of the Spirit. This is the fruit of the Spirit. Separate. Okay. Pentecostals care Max love to take anything that says the word spirit and they slam it all together in a big stew pot and stir it up like this and confuse everybody. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, but I've been around, I guess I got saved in the AG when I was five years old, so it's only been 41 years. Um, 42 years, crying out loud. <laughs> Woo! I'm gonna fall off the stage. My legs got weak. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> Woo! Wow, that's... That's nuts. That was a thought I was not planning on having this morning. Um, yeah, this is just the original content of the dish called me. It's in every believer. It's a character code of the fruit of the Spirit. And so, I'm going to say this again. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, Goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Okay, we're finding ourselves running into this word, and, and let, me, let me get into this a little bit. So here's what we got to do. Let's backtrack into our salvation just a little bit. Everybody here, I believe, was saved. I don't. I don't know that we have an unbeliever in this morning. Um, just honestly, and that's what happens when you have meetings like this. I mean, it's the early morning and things like this. These people, you diehards. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> You're the one that goes one more rep, you know, one more round, one more mile, whatever. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray one more minute, one more hour, one more day. I'll get up one more time. You know what? For somebody else, I'll lay it down one more time. I mean, I'll take another round. I don't care who you are. I'll give it to you for all I got, right? That's who these people are right here. Isn't that who I see? Because you got up one more hour early or two more hours early to be here today. And so, we got to backtrack in our salvation story and look at something. Romans 5.5 5 says this. I'm just going to read it. They don't got to hit it. Um, the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who is given to us. love of God was shed in our hearts. We all know this. Man, they're fast. Okay, let's see what else we can do. I didn't give them these verses. I just, you know, we're going to do this. Romans 8, 16 says the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. Okay, and now Galatians 5. No, I'm just joking. I, sorry. Uh, play, playing with your sound, man. See? Rub it. See you want to see? Watch out. His patience just kind of keeps developing back there. That's how that is. It's just nothing but a fruit. Just nothing but, but part of that fruit coming out. Man, they're good. Okay. Okay, Galatians 8.16, I'll slow it down a little bit. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. If we are led of the Spirit of God who is love, we will always be led in ways of love. If we walk in love, we fulfill the law. Galatians 5.14 states, For the whole law is fulfilled in one word in the statement, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So this... Fruit must be a love walk. For love fulfills the law, as Romans thirteen eight through 10 states this, Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another, for he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. For this, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And if there is another commandment, it is summed up in this saying, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. How did we get back to that law again? It said that for the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness. Man, I flip-flop that every time and I'm reading it. Phew. Anyway. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. God didn't write a law against himself. He wrote a law against the sin nature. He only did it so that you would know when you step from one nature into the other nature that you're walking in a kingdom of darkness and not a kingdom of light. He has it. The law is not there to condemn you. It's there so that you know where you're at. It's just direction. Direction. And that's why somebody who loves their kids or loves their employees or loves their church will discipline them because they give them direction. The way that you should go is not that way. It's hey, shepherd, tap 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 this way. Yeah. You know, just bang go. Sorry, that's the right answer. The right answer is just ba and go. I mean, we're a sheep. Just bah. okay heading over. So what does all this law stuff matter? Why does the law matter? Why do we always bring it up? Why do we always run into this stuff? Um, because, see, the law doesn't matter because we've been liberated. We've been liberated. Somebody came to our kingdom with his kingdom and liberated us. Somebody pulled us out of our jail cell. Somebody took off the blinders. Somebody removed the darkness. Somebody has broken the shackles. The anointing and the anointed one has shown up and my bondages, I am now free indeed. And so, see, we're 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 free to fully express ourselves, not legalistically. Because legalism makes you feel like, I wrote this this way, it's funny to me. Anyway, legalism makes you feel like a stuffed trophy. Yeah. You can only be perfect if frozen in time at one point. Look now, look now, look now, look now. Because it's not going to last long, right? So you're like that deer on the wall. <laughs> what was that? It was my one moment. I had to, you know, it's, it's, it's like that prayer. You know, Lord, you know, I've, I've walked perfectly today. Thank you so much and everything like that. And I've been in love and all this stuff, but my feet haven't touched the floor yet and I haven't got out of bed. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, it's, it's that way. And so, but that's what uh, legalism does. That's what the law does is it'll it'll freeze you up. The letter of the law will kill you. And that's why Christ came. He wanted you to be free. And so, um, Uh, The content of a believer is made of of a nine-faceted diamond of perfection, the fruit of the Spirit. Pure and clear through and through, to be totally free to express this character through your distinctive personality. You should be exposing yourself to everyone because there's nothing to hide but Christ in me, the hope of glory. That's what we should be. Okay, so, so uh, let's build on this content a little bit more of this dish called me. Um, so then we can get to the dispensing. We have, we, we, we gotta, I got to build you up, you know, to pour you out. That's how we got to be. We got to get an infilling so that we can get a release. Because some people running on empty, man. I mean, they haven't read their word. They, they don't know what the Lord says about them. They don't have no, and they're just walking around as an empty cup. And, uh, I mean, they're still a vessel, just not a used one. Anyway, um, So, that's just how that sits. Okay, Uh, let's let's look at this uh, so that we can get to a place of dispensing without restriction. John 14, 16 through 17. John 14, 16 through 17 says this. It says, And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Helper, for He may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. That's a content. That's a content. We have the Spirit of God on the inside of us. And see, um, I have to do that because... Let me make sure that I'm going to do this right. Glory to God. The... In uh, Galatians, the word spirit, and we're, we're going to jump back there in a moment, when you look at Galatians uh, 5.16, uh, some translations have it as a capital S, and some have it as a small s, okay? Uh, and, and what it means, though, it says, it's, and, and 5.16 actually says, when I say then, walk in the spirit that you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh, and then it says in verse 17, for the lust The flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. Now, they can't actually state that that is a capital S or a small s, whether your spirit or God's spirit. That is undescripted in the word as far as text. But I know that when I go to John 14 and his spirit lives inside me, that I have a co-union with spirits here. And it doesn't matter if it's a small spirit or a big spirit. I know the witness of the spirit is from heaven okay? So you have the spirit of heaven ministering to your spirit, and that spirit from heaven that is co-witness on the inside of you goes against the lust of the flesh. Can we agree on that? Okay, I didn't think that we were fighting too hard, but I did want to get that out there that, um, on that statement. So uh, in, uh, The Holy Spirit that was promised by Jesus in John 14 has been given and is a part of our new creation reality. So we know this. Walking in the Spirit fulfills the law. While walking in the law, ooh, this is rough, while walking in the law was bondage to an exterior or outside force. See, that's the thing about it. This is where all these things fall apart. So many people are trying to implement outside legalistic things to change their life. I want a list of things to do, not a who I am. I mean, I I remember that. You got to know who you are before you can know what you do. And when you know who you are, you will do appropriately. Um, So, while walking in the law was bondage to an exterior outside force, the inner voice of the spirit leads in love which does not bind us but sets us free. See, when you're operating from that place, you can do anything and everything you want because you're coming from the place of God. You'll be look, all nine parts or components of that fruit of the spirit will be on full display. See, some people can fake patience, but they can't fake all nine. You know what I mean? I mean, they can fake, ha- have a, a full sense of gentleness or, or things like that, but are they really gonna have peace and joy at the same time? You'll hear them like, oh, I'm so patient with them. Your joy seems to have ran out. You know what I mean? I just, and so what they're not walking in is the full fruit of the Spirit. Ironically, um, and there's only there's no S. It says fruit of the Spirit, if you want to take it that way. So it's a cohesive whole of a one part. It's just all the parts of one. And so uh let me get here. So now let's put this chapter. I gotta I gotta go back to the Galatians and we're gonna put the chapter Galatians five back in its order that it was written here. Galatians 5, starting in verse 13. 5.13 says, For you, brethren, have been called to, oh glory, liberty, liberty. Only do not use this liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Holy smokes. Do you know how fat that verse is (laughs) i mean i mean that's that's an ooey gooey woo there's a lot there to get lost into i'm just i mean it's like it's like eating a s'more or touching the uh uh the tar baby you know i mean every time you go it just keeps spreading all over the place you watch kids eat s'mores haven't you they crunch and it's all it just kind of goes on all their fingers and it's everywhere and they're like i want another one I mean, and that's, that's what that verse will do to you. I mean, it, it'll suck you right into it, and we don't got all that time for it. Um, for you, brethren, you've been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So we, we start here with love. We gotta love. Now, we got a warning though that comes in immediately, verse 15. But huh? If you bite and devour one another, what? Where did that where was the love and serving? What happened to the love and serving? Anybody ever worked with somebody? Or oh okay. Just didn't know. I I just I didn't know. So you've never found the opportunity for the flesh to bite and devour? <laughs> crud. Okay. Just. It's a crud muffin. Isn't that what? <laughs> anyway. as Tim, Never mind. Never mind. Hawkins. Uh, okay. For all the law is. For, okay. Verse 15. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one uh, another. Hmm. so this is the precept beginning we these things weren't wrote in chapter and verse so paul's just writing right by unction of the holy spirit he's speaking and these words are flowing out of him and and it sounds like for you brethren have been called to liberty only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for flesh but through love serve one another For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself, but if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. I say, walk in the Spirit. Ooh, it's a cookie. It's a cookie. That was the the fleshy, fluffy middle of this Oreo, was the... uh, Was that walking in the, that biting and devouring. Now he says, walk in the spirit for you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So you do not do the things that you wish. I know the spirit that the Lord created within you. And you don't desire to sin anymore. You desire relationship. You desire fellowship. You desire intimacy. You want to hear the voice of the Father. That's what you really desire. But this flesh keeps getting in the way. So... We, we, we go from that warning into 16 and 18, but we're not under the law, but this new nature. And this new nature is, and we're going to skip down to 22, this new nature is, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. And so we got this new nature. But why do we have this new nature? Well, let's continue looking at it. That we might live, as verse 14, as, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its, with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Well, the Spirit's on the inside of us. This is who we are. It's just a description. We're just going to walk in who you are. How God literally made you. So if somebody really wants to say, it's how God made me, I know, <laughs> me too, you know, right? And so if I was fronting on somebody about my falsehood of pride, you know, all these things, or what, are we, no, 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 we're walking in the fullness of the fruit of the Spirit. This is how God made us. Okay, we're gonna, <clears throat> okay. So, but why did the Holy Spirit say all these things through Paul. Of course we know, There's, this is interesting, so he's given you all this information, right? This is information, at first when you receive this as information, we process it through our intellect, so we, we develop knowledge, if we stick with it a little bit of time, we'll start to develop, for, it'll move from knowledge to an actual understanding, And understanding can move into a thing called wisdom, which means that I can now create an action plan and get the desired results every single time. So, it's very interesting. Paul has just given us this. This is who you are in Christ. He has just taken a knowledge, and he just beep, 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 you know and you just got filled with the contents of the fruit of the spirit he told you who you are and he dropped it and you know what the very next thing he says let us not become conceited because what does knowledge do puffs up but love edifies We have issues because we know who we are in Christ. But we didn't walk like it. We became conceited. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. I say this to remind us that we encouraged our souls, our our mental intellect with this, and our spirit is still the way God created it at our new birth. So now, let me look at how this goes a little bit further. This continues and progresses a little bit more. The story continues here. It says, so it says, let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Brother, and if a man is overtaken in a trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, fruit of the Spirit, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. So he just dumped on us all this knowledge told us not to be conceited. Warning, warning. Okay, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a businessman. I've been, I, I have been, I, you know one thing that I see all the time? All the time. I don't know, you, you guys, people have seen it. Once you give somebody a little taste of power, have you ever watched them get power hungry? Whew. I mean, it's like putting a 16-year-old behind the wheel of a Corvette. I mean, whew, all of a sudden, well, I can drive it. Yeah, you can. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, but people get power hungry and they power trip. I've seen this too many times. You give some people some authority and they become conceited on it. Paul's warning us, hey, you have great authority. You have great power on the inside of you. Do not become conceited. It's actually for verse six one, brother. And if a man is overtaken in a trespass, you who are spiritual, restore one who uh, you are, you who are spiritual restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself lest you also be tempted. See, the entire purpose is for restoration. <laughs> God is so good. You guys don't even know. Anyway, it's just. He is, he is wild beyond all wild. One of these days, I'll give you a testimony. No, I'm just joking. Um, so, so, check this out. So, there's a word right there. Is it on that one, too? Yeah, it was. Uh, it says, if you're overtaken in a trespass. The, interesting. We learned last week that trespass was uh, peroptoma. Paroptoma means... A um well, it means unintentional, but let me let me get it to you. a blunder, an unintentional sidestep or a deviation. Have you ever helped somebody that just took an unintentional sidestep? You know, I was going to do it right there, nobody helped me. Anyway, um, we're good, thank you, God.) Uh, <laughs> Angels, they came underneath, Bo my foot up. We good. Anyway, um, but an unintentional blunder or a deviation, a sidestep. What are we what are we restoring here? Did they even know? Hey, 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 you may be making a mistake here. I'm just helping you out. I don't want you to, um, you're close to that edge. I don't want you to fall. I care about you enough. It's interesting that's not the word harmartia, which is an offense or a sin. I don't know if that's just interesting to me, but uh, this is paroptoma. This is a blunder, unintentional sidestep or deviation. I better read it how I wrote it here. Let me see. I can do this. It's very interesting to note that this is not the word translated sin or offense. This This is not a deliberate or purposeful offense or rebellion against God. This trespass is simply a blunder. Legalism will send you to hell over a simple trespass. But love looks over a multitude, and that word multitude actually means a bundle or a congregation of sin. A congregation of sin. I was like, "What the? I can't believe that." Anyway, but uh, but and that, but the, and that word "sin" there in that verse actually is harmasia or an offense. Okay, it's not a trespass. Love will cover over even the most intentional of sins. Okay, because. If, if it was trespass, which I was looking at that pretty hard because I, I was like, whoa, what kind of sin are we talking about when we're covering this over with love? See, it has to be, it has to be harmasia. It has to be an offense. It has to be the sin of intentional nature because that's the only sin we committed before Christ came and God loved us so much to restore us. So he only came for in the harshest of things. And you know what? The blunder is just a soft setting on the other side. Once you came for the intentional sin, an unintentional one is, oh, they didn't mean it. They didn't mean it. That's not what they were intending to go. It was a sidestep, a deviation. And so, looking over these subtitles, so this is interesting. These are the subtitles in my Bible. This this, this was a uh, New King James, I think, yeah. New King James. The subtitles in my Bible of Galatians 5, starting verse 7, says love fulfills the law. At verse 16, it says walking in the spirit. And at chapter 6, it says bear and share the burdens. So if you will want to fulfill the law, you'll walk in the spirit. And when you do that, you will bear and share the burdens. And so, why do we have the fruit of the Spirit as one of the contents of this dish called me? Because corporate unity will be a witness to the lost world. John 13, 34 through 35 says this, Jesus said to himself, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. It's how we get along is our testimony. How we restore such a one. How we bear the burdens. And so, with seven minutes, we're going to go through four steps of reconciliation. What? God's so good. He gave it to me in one verse. And so we'll we'll be able to get it there. This is I I can't believe, that's what happens when you do daily devotions, you know. I mean, he just speaks all the time, and you get to write them down, and then like a week later, you're like, what was that that I read last week? Just a second, I'm supposed to be writing a sermon, and I had this, God's making me light and highlight and write and circle and, you know, putting an exclamation point and a woohoo and and whatever you put in your Bible. I don't know what you do, but, I mean, do something. I mean, write on that thing. A good book is a well-wrote-in book, okay? I mean, and you know, I was I, the Lord had me looking at my old Bibles. I was like, my goodness, I don't know. Well, I guess it's been 42 years. Uh, I guess I've read some Bibles. Um, I was looking at the amount of uh, a... <laughs> just wore them out. I mean the The gospels are falling out, or not the gospels. A lot of the epistles are falling out. You know, and when I was younger, I'll tell you what is this Proverbs and Psalms. My first original Bible, a lot of Psalms and Proverbs were falling out. As I grew in the Lord, I watched different sections of the Bible start falling apart. You know what I mean? And you just keep getting a new Bible, because everybody likes new things. It's a fallen world, and uh, your Bible will be destroyed as far as that. But if you put it in your heart, you know what I mean? That word, have I hid in my heart, that I might not hermashia against God. I do not want to intentionally or unintentionally come against my Father. So bury it. Anyway, okay, we, that's off, off subject. Um, Daniel, so we're going to hit this. Daniel 9, 18 through 19 says, and this is Daniel praying he he just he's been looking at the at, at at Jeremiah he's been reading these prophecies and he sees that the 70 years is up we're going to get out of this place we came to babylon but this time is over i mean we're, we're we're heading out but lord and he's praying to god okay he's praying about this and as he prays he says oh my god incline your ear in here open your eyes and see our desolation and the city which is called by your name for we are not presenting our supplication before you on account of any merits of our own. Oh, that's good right there. Come on. It's not on any merit of our own. It's by grace you've been saved through faith and not of works, lest any man should boast. You know where they get that stuff in the New Testament from? The Old Testament. They didn't read Paul, you know, Jesus wasn't sitting there going, you know, well, this will be good, Mark, write it down, you know, or what, I mean, John, anyway, so they didn't get on any merit of our own, but on account of your great compassion, verse 19, O oh Lord, number one, here, here. O oh Lord, here. The first way to get to reconciliation is not by talking. James 1, nine, be quick to listen. Okay? Where did James get that? Maybe he got it in Daniel. Because, anyway, okay. Oh, Lord, hear. Oh, Lord, forgive. How do we start walking in reconciliation? Number one, we got to listen Not try and beat our own way. It's not about us, it's about them. See, when you try, this is, you can write this, this is a side note before you get to your other ones. Never, never try to get back at somebody. Always get back to somebody. Because you don't want to lose the place that you were at. Reconciliation means I want to get back to the place I had with you. Not back at you. And so when you've had something broken or something goes wrong in your relationship, the goal is to get back to them. God created a way to get back to him even when we fall, even when we do things, come boldly to that throne of grace that you might obtain mercy to grow there. But he wants you to come boldly in because he wants you back to him. He's not trying to get back at you. Okay. So, number two was, oh, Lord, forgive. And then forgiveness, if that was it, we would stop right there. Jesus says, I forgive them, Lord. They can all go to heaven. That's not what reconciliation looks like. Because you're not back to the place that you lost yet. See, to get back to it, it has to be more than forgiveness. That's only half. Well, I forgave them. I'm just waiting for them to come forgive me. Is that a reconciled relationship? Okay? This could get really tough, and praise the Lord, we're about done. We'll get, okay. Next, oh Lord, listen. We heard, we forgave, and now we listen, which means to take time to understand. First, got to give them your ear. I mean, some people are like, I don't want to hear it, I don't want to hear it, I don't want to hear it. Well, then we're never going to have a relationship, are we? So, sometimes they're like, well, I heard them, but I don't Understand them. When do we humble ourselves enough to take our high-minded ways to listen to somebody else? An understanding doesn't mean agreement, right? It just means you know where they came from. It's just understanding. Oh, Lord, listen and take action and act. Act. The fourth one is action you have to will you will have to do something come boldly to the throne. you got to be bold even in your sin and walk up to the courts of heaven and say god forgive me but your grace is more than abundant it wasn't on my merit anyway that i came and so we have to go and we want to get back to the person not at the person for your own sake, oh my God, do not delay, because your city and your people are called by your name. This is the four steps of reconciliation. It sounds very similar to James 1.19. This is this you know, my beloved brethren. He loves us. James says he loved you. Anyway, James loves you. Did you guys know that? You could just say James loves you. Anyway, just so you know. Um, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. In context, this verse has much in common with the subject under discussion, but here, look at this in Philemon 1, 8, 9, it actually says this, therefore, this is Paul pleading uh, for Onesimus to Philemon, right? Philemon was a slave that ran away, and he goes, take him back, take him back, Philemon, I want you to have Onesimus, and this is what he says, so then, my beloved brethren, wait, Philemon 1, 8, therefore... I started to read back there. I was looking wrong. Okay, Philemon 1, 8, 9. Don't trust them all the time. Just do it. Thank you, Lord. Therefore, though I have enough confidence in Christ. This is crazy. This is wild. Ready? Therefore, I have enough confidence in Christ to order you to do what is proper. Oh, yet, yet, for love's sake, I rather appeal to you. For whose sake? We've done a lot of ordering in our families, in our churches, in our relationships. We did not love. For love's sake, I'd rather appeal. God knew winning the world was a supernatural undertaking. Praise God, He, we have the ability to live supernaturally from the content of our heart. We're like the Kool-Aid man, where he comes breaking through the wall of the world like, Oh yeah! You know what I mean? Just boom, and here's some Kool-Aid. Drink some fruit punch, it's the best stuff you ever got. You know what I mean? Get some fruit of the spirit punch, and you'll just... Knock the devil right out of it. And so that's what we got. Anyway, let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for your fruit of the Spirit. We thank you that you have filled us and that we can deliver this gospel to the world. We thank you, Father, for your correction, for you love us and you edify us. You build us up and we're stronger now. In Jesus' name, amen.